Lesson number 143, Surah Al-Isra, ayah number 23 to 39. وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ And your Lord has decreed. What has He decreed? What has He decided? أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا That you do not worship who إِلَّا إِيَّاهُ Except Him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decided this for you. And He has decreed this upon you. Look at the word qada. What does qada mean? To make a final judgment, to make a final decree concerning something. So for example, if a judge decides that a particular person is guilty, and because of that reason they have to serve a particular number of hours in community service, I mean that's done. That's decided. Does a person have any choice? No. In some cases, okay, you may appeal, but then in some cases, no appeal. Right? So, qada, meaning he has decided this himself, and he has not left this matter to you. He has made this judgment, and he has commanded this to you, that you must not worship anyone but him. Why? Because if you do worship other than Allah, then what will your result be? Failure. In this life, and also in the next. And the fact is that there is no one worthy of worship, but Allah alone. Because who alone created us? Allah. Who alone gave us everything that we have? Allah. Who is our Khaliq? Who is our Malik? Who is our Raziq, provider? Allah alone. So, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهُ And the point that I made at the beginning of the ayah, that He has decided this. He has not left this matter up to us. Because if he left this matter up to us, that okay, you decide what you want to worship, who you want to worship, then what would happen? What would happen to people? As we see, those who don't listen to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then what are they worshipping? Creation, just like themselves. Or in fact, creation that is weaker than them. And then what does this lead man to? His own loss, his own failure. He is disappointed in this life and also in the next life. وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ And with the parents, meaning he has also decreed this upon you, he hasn't given you a choice with regards to this matter, that with both parents, walidain, and this includes mother as well as father, what should you do? إِحْسَانًا Utmost good. He has decreed, he has commanded that you must be good to both of your parents. Why? Because your parents deserve ihsan. Your parents deserve good treatment. And even if you think that they do not deserve good treatment, then still treat them well. Why? Because Allah has told you to do ihsan to them. Simple. That's it. We don't need any other reason, any other explanation to convince us to be good towards our parents. This is enough of a reason that Allah Azza wa Jal has decided this for us. He has decreed this upon us, that we must be good towards our parents. Now, remember that someone who has done ihsan to you, someone who has been good to you, what do they deserve from you? Good in return, right? If someone has treated us well, if someone has been generous with us, what do they deserve? That we ignore them? That we become rude to them? What do they deserve? That we also are good to them in return. Think about any person in your life. Any person. 
whom you have dealt with, whom you have lived with, whom you have you know, worked with in any capacity, whom you have known. Out of all the people whom you know, whose favors are the most upon you? Whose favors are the most upon you? Your parents. How? That they have brought you up, they have changed your diapers and wiped your nose countless times, right? Then they have spent so much money on you, they have prepared food for you and served you, they have dealt with your crying and your tantrums and your begging and your bad behavior, right? And on top of that, they still continue to love you and show you their support. Yes, there may be points where you don't understand them and they don't understand you, but at least they have a room in their house where they say, yeah, my dear, this is yours. You stay in my house. They don't just kick you out of their house just because you disagree with them. So parents, their ihsan upon us is the greatest. And this is the reason why in the Qur'an you will find many times the haqq of Allah is mentioned with the haqq of the parents. Worship Allah alone and to parents do good. Because out of all people that we know, that we deal with, whose ihsan upon us is the greatest? Our parents. Obviously the Prophet ﷺ, he is the messenger of Allah. Alright? That's a different situation. But I'm talking about relatives, people whom we meet, people whom we deal with. Then the parents' ihsan is the greatest. So, وَبِلْ وَالِدَيْنِ Ihsana. Now the question is, how is it that we do ihsan towards our parents? By obeying them, by listening to them, by serving them, by helping them, by doing things that will make them happy, pleasing them. This is all different forms of ihsan. Once we learn that a man came to the Prophet ﷺ and he asked, O oh Prophet, what do you command me to do? What do you command me to do? What should I do? The Prophet ﷺ replied, be good towards your mother. The man asked the same question, what do you command me to do? What else should I do? The Prophet ﷺ said, be good towards your mother. The man asked again, and the Prophet ﷺ said, be good towards your mother. The man asked again, and the Prophet ﷺ said, be good towards your father. So both, do good towards your mother, and also do good towards who? Your father. Both of them. We learned that Abdullah ibn Umar, he said that a man came to the Prophet ﷺ, and he promised him that he will do hijrah. The man said to the Prophet ﷺ, I'm going to do hijrah. And he had left his parents. Okay? Meaning he came to the Prophet ﷺ, tell him that he was going to do hijrah, and this man had left his parents at home in tears. His parents were upset. The Prophet ﷺ said to him, go back to them and make them laugh as you made them weep. Go back to them and make them laugh as you made them cry. Ihsan towards your parents is what? To be good to them and also to do things, to say things that will make them happy. Which means that making our parents upset and making our parents cry, is that Ihsan? What is it? It's contrary to Ihsan. It contradicts Ihsan. And this is the reason why we learn that Ibn Umar anhu he said that bukaul walidain min al wal kabair, making your parents cry, making your parents so upset, so helpless and so weak and so disturbed that they begin to cry. This is a part of disobedience and one of the major wrong actions. 
It's one of the major wrong actions, making your parents cry. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to do ihsan towards our parents. وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا Now, when parents are healthy, they have money, they have their independence, and they're on the giving end, it's kind of easy to do ihsan in the sense that they tell you to do something, you do it. How often are they going to ask you? Hardly. Right? They're going to tell you to do something which is good for you. So you'll do it anyway. But when parents become old, when parents become old, they become irritable. You don't understand them. And they don't understand you. They become weak. They begin to expect from you. Then what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Imma if yabulughanna they reach. Indaka near you, meaning in your life, while you are living with them, while you are living close to them, in your presence, they reach what? Al kibara, the old age. If they become old in your presence, in your life, who? Ahaduhuma, one of them, meaning either your mother or your father. Aukilahuma, or both of them, mother and father. Because sometimes it happens that a person, he loses his mother or their father when the mother was young or the father was young. But sometimes what happens? That both of them reach old age and the children are with them. So if your parents reach old age when they are with you, either one of them or both of them, then what's the instruction that Allah gives us in addition to ihsan? فَلَا then do not تَقُلْ you say لَهُمَا to them أُفٍ أُف then do not even say uf to them. Wala tanharhuma and do not scold them. Do not yell at them. La tanharhuma. Then what should you say to them when you're angry, when you're annoyed, when you're frustrated? Wakullahuma and say to them Kaulan a word that is karima, that is noble, that is respectful. Three things are mentioned over here. That when parents reach old age, then what is it that a person should be careful about? His language. What is it that he cannot say? Uff. Don't even say uff to them. Neither your mother nor your father. Because sometimes it happens that you have a very good relationship with one parent. Let's say your mother. And your father you don't get along with at all. So all the ihsan is directed towards the mother and the father. What happens? Every time he walks in, Argument, or it's the other way around. But what do we learn over here? Mother and father both deserve good treatment. You cannot say uff to your mother, you cannot say uff to your father. Now, what is this uff? Uff, in many languages, such as Arabic, even Urdu, I'm not sure about Somali or any other language, but in certain languages, the word uff, what is it used for? To show contempt, frustration. Like, you're upset. Like, oof. For God's sake, oof. Oof, literally, it is basically used for everything that is dirty and worthy of being disliked. Dirty and worthy of being disliked. So for example, dirt which is under the nails. Have you ever seen kids' hands? You know when they come back from the park and their nails are like black, literally. Alright? And likewise, it's also used for a nail clipping. Okay, like for example, somebody just chews off their nail and spits it on your desk. 
Okay? Or on the carpet of the masjid and you're sitting there and you see nail clippings. Something very small but disgusting, dirty, worthy of being disliked. Likewise, earwax. Like for example, if you see a dirty Q-tip. Hmm? Somebody didn't toss it in the garbage, they just tossed it towards the garbage can and then you find it on the floor. And you're like, why do I have to pick it up? So anyway, all of this is used for tuf and uf is used for such dirty, little, disgusting things. You see, all of these meanings, what do they tell us? Something very small, but something disgusting. So uf is a small word. It's a very small word. It's a very small expression of what? Of disgust, of anger, of frustration, of being upset. A small expression. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, don't even say that. Don't even say, uff. Then can we say words that are bigger than this? Can we? In our frustration, can we say words that are bigger than this? Uff, how many letters is it? Alif and fa. Okay, fa has a shadda. For the sake of argument, you can say it's three letters. But it's two sounds, right? Uff, uff. What about words that are bigger than uff? What kind of words do we say to our parents when we are upset? And when we are frustrated? You don't say anything? MashaAllah, such good girls you are. Seriously. Because the thing is that unless and until we identify these problematic words in our speech, we cannot leave them. We will continue to say them. So what are the words that we say to our parents when we are upset with them? Don't talk to me. Let me do what I want to. It's my life. I don't care. Oh. And then we snap a lot as well. Yeah? So? No? What's your problem? Why? Don't ask me. Don't tell me. I'm an adult. We snap. And sometimes it's not just the words, it's the style. It's the manner in which we respond to our parents, in which we speak to them. My dear sisters, majority of you are very young, and you have young mothers. Young mothers. Think about parents who become old. You know why old age is mentioned over here in this ayah? Because when people become old, they can become very annoying. They can. Why? Because when a person becomes old, he becomes weak in his body. Sabr is very, very little. And then many people, they do not remain strong as they were before, emotionally, spiritually also. Many times it happens that people, their iman goes down. Mentally, they become weak. So as a result, they say things, they will complain, they will you know, object at what you do, at what you wear, at what you say. And these things will be very, very annoying. So think about it. If we cannot have sabr with our young parents, then what about parents that are old? Can we have sabr with them? Allah says, لَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفٍ don't say uff to them. Wala tanharhuma and do not scold them. Tanharhuma nahr. What does nahr mean? To scold someone. Does this remind you of a word? 
Nahr, Anhar, what are they? Rivers. And in a river, what happens? The water is flowing. It's constantly going, 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 going. So Nahr is basically to yell at someone and to scold them so bad that they run away from you. That they run away from you. That you say something so nasty to them that they get hurt and they go away. They just shut the door and they go away. They leave you alone and go mind their own business. Allah says, لا تنهرهما Don't say things to them that will repel them, that will cause them to go away from you. That will cause them to become afraid of you. لا تنهرهما Nahar is used for to scold someone severely and harshly. لا تنهرهما Then what should you say? If you can't say, oh, you cannot even yell at them, then what should you say? Allah tells us what to say. وَقُلْ لَهُمَا قَوْلًا كَرِيمًا Say to them a word, speech that is kareem. What is kareem? Kareem, elegant, respectful, dignified, decent, civilized, gracious. Say good words. Words that are good, kind, generous, respectful. How? Both in content as well as in style. In content and in style. What do I mean by that? That when you select words, when you are putting those sentences in your head, when you're saying something to them, make sure that you use good and respectful words. And secondly, your manner should also be respectful. Like for example, if your parents ask you to do something, one is to say, okay, I'll do it. And the other is... Okay, and rolling your eyes and sighing and you know showing that you are upset. This is something that does not befit a muhsin child. وَقُلْ لَهُمَا قَوْلًا كَرِيمًا Say to them good, kind words. Sa'id ibn Musayyib, he said about قَوْلًا karima, a respectful word, that speak to them like a guilty servant speaks to his harsh master. A guilty servant. Someone who has done something wrong. And they're a servant. How will they speak to their boss? Who's very harsh. How will they speak to them? Arrogantly? Rudely? As if yelling at them? No. Very, very respectfully. With a low voice. In a humble way. Choosing the words very, very carefully. Mujahid said that when parents reach old age... Do not feel irritation from them. Meaning do not get agitated and annoyed by them, by their presence. Like for example, sometimes it happens that a person, they go to the living room and they find their father sitting over there. Like, oh, I want some time on my own and my father is still in the living room. So it's just going to be so annoying if I sit here. He's going to ask me about things that he doesn't even know, he doesn't even understand. And he's going to be asking me about my studies, about my exams, about my work. So I'd rather just go in my room and sit by myself. Feeling annoyed, feeling irritated. Do not feel irritation from them. Why? Why? Because once you were little, and they looked after you. Imam Ahmad, he reported from Abu Hurairah that the Prophet said, he is doomed, he is doomed, he is doomed. Who? The person whose parents, one or both of them reach old age, 
while he is alive and he does not enter paradise. Being able to spend time with your parents, whether your parents are young or old, in their old age, is a great gift. It's a great opportunity. An opportunity for what? Entering Jannah. Because when you're being good towards your parents, you know who you're pleasing? First and foremost? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your parents are your gate to Jannah. Your door to Jannah. It's up to you. Whether you use that door or you leave it closed. It's up to you. Because when you make your parents happy, who is it that you're making happy in fact? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who is it that you're benefiting? Yourself. Many times it happens that we consider certain things to be wrong. And we're very particular about them. And certain things to be good. And we're very particular about them. Outside our house, or when we're interacting with other people, we're very careful about how we talk, how we dress, how we disagree with people. But when it comes to dealing with our own parents, sometimes we forget that this is also something for which we are going to be rewarded for or punished for. You know, once there was a man who joined the Khawarij. Remember the Khawarij? I mentioned to you about them. And the Khawarij, they basically said that if a person commits a sin, then he has left Islam. Alright? So this man, he was with the Khawarij and he repented. And he came to Ibn Umar anhu and he said that, Ibn Umar, when I was a Khawarij, I committed certain actions which I consider to be very, very wrong. Are they actually wrong or is it just me? Because remember that Khawarij were very extremists. Alright? So Ibn Umar asked him that, what did you do? What are those sins? He said, oh, this and this and this and this. Ibn Umar said, these are not sins. Let me tell you what sins are. And he listed them. And one of the actions that he mentioned was, causing one's parents to cry through disobedience. Meaning you disobey them so much that your parents cry. Many times it happens that we think doing good is you know, doing da'wah and giving a lecture and holding a halaqa and volunteering at an Islamic event and, you know, doing these big, big things. And sins, what are they? Big, big sins. But we don't realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the opportunity to do the best good deeds where? In our very home, with our own parents. And sometimes shaitan, he makes us blind to the sins that we commit in our own home. Which sins? Against our parents through their ill treatment. Bad behavior with them. Rudeness towards them. These are sins. These are sins. Ibn Umar asked that man, do you wish to separate yourself from the fire? Do you wish to separate yourself from hellfire? That man said yes. He said, do you wish to enter paradise? He said yes. By Allah, yes, of course. I don't want to go to hellfire. I want to go to Jannah. Ibn Umar said, Are your parents still alive? That man, he said, yes. My mother is. Ibn Umar said, By Allah, if you speak gently to her, if you speak gently to her, and if you feed her, meaning you buy food for her, bring it to her, feed her, then you will enter Jannah. If you avoid major sins. Serving your parents, treating them well, speaking to them nicely, is one of the paths to paradise. But unfortunately, we neglect it. We don't give much importance to it. 
And sadly, we spend our time, you know, in our conversations, talking bad about our parents, making fun of them with our friends, and sometimes saying extremely wrong things about them, making dua against them, cursing them, humiliating them in public. I mean, think about it, all these your mama jokes, what are they? What are they? Insulting someone's mother and insulting your own mother, aren't they? But sadly, parents, their status is not acknowledged in our society anymore. In fact, so many books, so many cartoons, what will you find? That parents are portrayed as dumb. They don't know anything. Right? So children from a very young age, they grow up with this understanding that, yeah, my parents are crazy. My parents are strange. But parents have a very high status in our religion. They deserve respect. We learned that it is said that Allah curses anyone who sacrifices an animal to something other than Allah. Allah curses anyone who steals a landmark, meaning something that serves as a landmark for people so that they can make their way, they can find their way. And Allah curses anyone who curses his own parents. The one who curses his own parents, what is he getting? What is he getting? The curse of Allah. Abdullah ibn Amr said, a man's reviling his father is one of the major wrong actions in the sight of Allah. Cursing your parents, cursing them in the sense that saying bad words to them, either in front of them or behind them, saying curse words against the parents, and this is something that's quite common, unfortunately. This is also one of the major sins according to the companions. Abdullah ibn Umar said, the pleasure of Allah lies in the pleasure of the parents. And the anger of Allah lies in the anger of the parents. So is this a serious matter? Keeping your parents happy. But do you ever feel that no matter what you do, your parents don't get happy? Be honest with me, please tell me. Hmm? I remember recently I was in this gathering and somebody was asking about how they should deal with their children and you know, when their children rebel and they don't listen. And there was this young girl sitting over there and she said that, what if it's the other way around? That no matter what you do, your parents are not pleased with you. Or they're always saying no, no, no. It's like they're constantly against you. Do we find ourselves in these situations sometimes? Yeah, it happens. It happens. That there's so much disagreement, there's so much misunderstanding or there's so much, you can say, miscommunication, or such a big distance, such a big gap between parents and children, that you are trying to say something, and your parents understand it completely differently. You're trying to tell them about how good your day was, and they start raising their eyebrows on why did you say this and why did you do this. You think you're dressed very appropriately, and as you're walking out, your mother is scanning you top to bottom. You have books in your bag and your mother has doubt that what do you have in your bag? You're using your phone and you're calling somebody and your father is asking you constantly, who is it, who is it, who is it, tell me. It's like they don't trust you or they don't like you or they don't care about you. You want to sleep and they're telling you, wake up. You want to go somewhere and they say, stay home. You like your group of friends and they say, I don't like that friend of yours. You don't want to study something and they tell you, study this. You don't want to go to somebody's house and they drag you. 
You don't want to wear something and they force you. Does it happen? Or am I talking about aliens? Does this happen? Almost every day, right? So then what's the solution? What should we do? Ihsan. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us to do Ihsan. You know why? Because Ihsan, when you are good towards someone, generally, generally, overall, then you know what happens? Their heart, it softens for you. You enter their good books. You know that? When you are good towards someone, then what happens? They become happy. And when they'll be happy, they'll agree with you. They will want to reward you. So what happens is that when we you know, feel this rift or this tension between ourselves and our parents, we pull away. We pull away. And what we do is, as soon as we come home, you know, leave your bag and then just go inside. In fact, don't even leave your bag outside. Just take it in your room. Don't eat dinner with them. I'm not hungry. And then go at night time when everybody's sleeping. Right? Ignore them. Ignore them. Keep away from them. Keep away from them. We pull away when we don't get along with our parents. But that is not the solution. It is going to worsen the problems. It's going to make the situation much more worse. What should you do? If you do ihsan, it's not possible that your parents will not be good to you in return. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. If you do good, your parents are not crazy. They're not. They will actually be good to you in return. Just to sort of help make this idea more like concrete, you can think of it as an emotional bank account. So when you're doing good to your parents, you're making direct deposits into their bank account. So next time you make them upset, if you have good deposits, if you have like a good amount, they will be able to draw from there and they won't be as mad as you if you hadn't deposited there. Yes. You know, just yesterday something happened. Okay. And me and my husband, both of us were very upset with my son. Okay? And in the evening we were supposed to take him out somewhere and we said, no, we're not going to take him out. We have to teach him. But then at the same time we're like, no, he's been good overall. I mean, it's normal for five-year-olds to behave like this. It's okay. Yes, he behaved like this, but we don't think he's really a bad kid. It's normal for children this age to behave like this. So you know what happened? Even though he made us upset, we took him happily. Why? Because overall, he's been good. So you see, parents are like this. Yes, there will be times when you disappoint them, when you make them angry, when you look at things differently and they look at things differently. You are on completely two different worlds, literally. But then what happens? Because you've been good overall, you've been doing ihsan, then what will happen? They will come to terms with you, inshallah. You know, I don't blame these girls. The atmosphere overall is like that. Mm-hmm. In the schools, in the uh, friends, peer pressures, I have a, a friend's TV. daughter. She's very close to her mother. And uh, when she calls or her mother calls on her cell phone, all the girls make fun. Oh, you are nerd. Oh, you are mama's baby. Still, you are mama's baby. So she feels shy. Mommy, don't call me here. And I myself, my daughter was when she was um, 14 or 15, I went for, to buy a cell phone for her. So there's a lady, she was Egyptian, she was Asian background. So I was telling her that give me that package, only the basic where you don't have the internet. So she said, you are buying or your daughter is buying? I'll talk to your daughter. 
to get away. And she was talking, whispering to my daughters, that you can get Wi-Fi over free in the house. I said, what's this nonsense? <laughs> I am buying for myself a cell phone for my daughter. And you know, the atmosphere is just that you are 18, you are adult. You are not going to listen to your parents. So they mentally prepare them under 18, you leave the house. Yeah. I love you girls. I love you. <laughs> we love you too, auntie. Overall, this is like how I mentioned to you in books, in TV programs and movies, this is how it is. Parents are who? People from a different planet who don't know you and you don't know them, who talk strange and that's all about them. Asalaamu Alaikum. A father recently told me about his daughter. He said, it's like we have a paying guest in the house. A paying she guest. Just, yeah, she just comes, locks herself in the room. It's time for meal, she comes out. She doesn't communicate with anybody. I mean, what do we do with that? And it's a person who knows the deen very well, who studied over here and she's done everything. But you know, when it comes to action, we all fail. What is ihsan? It's not a rhetorical question. What is ihsan? One of the basic definitions of ihsan is that when somebody is bad to you, you do good to them. Isn't it? So when parents yell at you and they hurt you, or they objected how you dress, or the friends that you have, then where did Ihsan go? What is Ihsan over there? They said something to hurt you, but you do good in return. Go ahead. Assalamualaikum. I personally experienced like entering my parents' good books. For a long time, I felt like they didn't trust me, and it was like a lot of, like I was rebelling, why, 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 especially against my mom. But then I decided, you know, like in Islam, we're told to be good to our parents. So I just decided one day consciously that, fine, I'll listen to them. And like I just earned their trust. And then after that, you enjoy the benefits forever. Because they see that you're mature and they trust you and they trust your decisions. If you want to go out somewhere, they'll ask you a few questions. But at the end, they know you're wise and they know you're sincere to yourself first and then to them. So... You earned it. Two types of people are such who want the best for you. So much so that they want you to become better than them. They'll never tell you something that is bad for you. They will always, always wish well for you. They're sincere to you. And you know who they are? Parents and teachers. Parents and teachers. They are the most sincere, sincere people to us. So... Don't consider your parents to be your enemy. I mean, for God's sake, they're spending money on you. Which enemy? Tell me, which enemy in the world would spend money on you? Take you shopping and buy you clothes. Who? I remember from an earlier lesson, we were commanded uh, to keep ties with our close relatives. And you mentioned that it's an order because... Allah knows that it's hard for us. So I thought similarly here, Allah knows that it's hard to be humble, especially when they're criticizing you or, you know, judging you. He knows that it's hard. That, and that's why the reward for it is so great, because it's hard for us. Exactly. It's very hard. Good. I just had a quick question. Um, so when it refers to parents, is this first like referring directly to your parents or like, Maybe your grandparents or like in-laws. In particular, uh, obviously in the ayah, uh, walidain is mentioned, and walidain two walid, okay, which means two parents, meaning mother and father. But by extension, 
Of course, it includes grandparents and it also includes in-laws. I mean, respecting them and treating them well and saying good words to them. This is all part of their haqq. You know, a lot of the times we have a negative attitude because we don't know, you know, what they deserve and all that kind of stuff, or what they've done for us if they're just parents. Like, we expect them to do that. And the other day I was listening to Naman Ali Khan for the story night, and he said something really outstanding, and I could never think of that myself. And he said that Allah has not given you anything. He does not care. He has not favored you at all. Allah has in fact favored your parents. Through them, He has favored you. So he has given it to your parents and through your parents he made them the means to provide you food every day, to provide you education, to provide you money to live in this life, to provide you good health and all that kind of stuff. So in fact, he has not favored you, he's favored your parents. Yani he has not favored you directly, yes. right? But he has favored you through your parents. Recitation. وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهُ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا إِمَّا يَبْلُغَنَّ عِنْدَكَ الْكِبَرَ أَحَدُهُمَا أَوْ كِلَاهُمَا فَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا فَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا وَلَا تَنْهَرْهُمَا وَقُلْ لَهُمَا قَوْلًا كَرِيمًا